So how did uh, so you get furloughed? Uh, what hotel were you working at in the city? Uh, Times Square Edition Hotel. And uh, what was like the restaurant there? Um, it was the uh, the terrace. There was like three different restaurants. It was it was like a five star hotel. It was really nice. It's one of the Marriott boutique hotels. John Fraser, uh, John Fraser was a chef there. Um, so, um, what was the question? Sorry. <laughs> what hotel was it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. what restaurant was it? Yeah. Yeah, I worked at the Terrace. Terrace, nice. Yeah, the Terrace Inn. So you get laid off. Everyone's in bad mood. Most people just sat around on the couch. I would say, at least at first, I yeah. did. But not you. You, how do you think of starting to help people? I, I mean, well, before I got uh, furloughed, just we pull it like, like this, facing us, more. like this. Yeah, you yank it. Oh, um, it's pretty limited. Got you. There you I go. mean, before I got, I lost my job. We had to fire our entire staff, so all the line cooks, everybody, and then it, it ended up being me and like two other sous chefs and executive chef, literally doing everything for the entire kitchen, prep everything in a giant hotel in New York City. So. And the covers went down from like you know, yeah, three hundred to two covers a night. Um, but as soon, so the first night, um, that I lost my job, we went out, had drinks, and then I woke up the next day, and I had a my entire fridge packed with food from the hotel, yeah. and I and um, I woke up and I really didn't know my roommates, um, <laughs> because I was always working. So yeah, the first yeah. day they're like, oh, can we eat some of this food? Blah. blah, blah. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta get out of here, and so. <laughs> I called my uncle and I was like, can I come uh, live with you? And he was like, yeah, for sure. So I took an Uber XL, went went to my uncle's house and um, started making chicken parmesans. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one was supposed to be for my grandma. Um, <coughs> and then I, I was like, let me just feed everyone's grandma. So <laughs> we, I made, I went to Restaurant Depot. I had $800 for my name. Wow. I bought 600, I think it was like $652 and change. Um, everything for chicken parm, flour, egg, bread, crumb, to-go containers, and rigatoni al vodka. Then I sold it on social media, um, and I donated a portion of the proceeds to Island Harvest and fed grandmothers for free. So it's kind of the same, what Carol's Kitchen is now, it's kind of mm -hmm. the same, that same concept, is that we sell food to the public um, in order to feed people in need. Yeah. Yeah. So had charity work, had, had charity work been on your radar at all before that? Because looking at your bio, it seems like, it seems like you wanted to be a chef from the jump, right? And yeah. that's as if you've been on that track. I was, yeah. I mean, I, no, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> planned at all. Not even. And, and when I started giving food away, I didn't even feel like I was doing charity. And then, like two weeks in, this girl was like, "Hey, we can apply to be a five hundred one c three And I was like, "What is that?" And <laughs> then, you know. But I mean, from there, I bought a, every book I could on running nonprofits and watched every video on YouTube, and you know met with the heads of the biggest charities on Long Island and they mentor me. So from what I learned from then till now is just incredible. Um, it's crazy. Cause like, even now you're only in it a couple, oh, almost a year, but it seems like you've been doing this forever. I yeah. asked you, I was like, when did you start? You're like March. Like in that time you learned a lot and you've grown a lot. I yeah. I mean, starting a 501 C three, anybody can really do that, but keeping it going, it's yeah. tough, you know? Keeping going is very tough. How many people would you say you feed a week now? Depends on the pro um, so our elderly grandparent program. Yeah, that's like grandmas that that live alone or elderly people that live alone yeah. with a caretaker. Grandpas too. We yeah, grandpas too. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> um, it's there's 900 people on the list, and we all 400 people a week just for that program. Wow. But then we do big events, so I mean, it really varies. But and how much money we have. 
It's amazing. And like your website, everything is like professional, right? And it's, it really sure. does seem like you've been doing this forever. So he, he talked about events really quick. We're doing plugs here, too. <laughs> We're doing an event here at Mulcahy's on Sunday, February 28th at 5 p.m. Uh, Ryan and his team is cooking a three-course dinner. It's 65 ahead. It comes with drinks. Basically a five-star meal, three courses by Ryan and his team. And then during the day, you guys are doing a food drive here, too, right? Yeah, so we are assembling 1,200 meals and then donating them. Uh, we're going to bring the meals to Stony Brook Hospital and NUMC, National University Medical Center. Great. So when we started Carol's Kitchen, it was to feed frontline workers also. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was one of the first things we were doing was feeding. First thing we did was feed a shelter, elderly, but then the hospitals. Um, they had the a lot of the hospitals, restaurants were closed down. Yeah. So we were bringing meals to, I mean, we fed every single hospital in Long Island. Wow. Like name a hospital, we, we fed them um, and the entire staff. So we're feeding not just one unit of Stony Brook or yeah. NUMC. We're feeding both hospitals and the entire hospital, um, which is that's great. Crazy. My brother did something similar. It's really great. So yeah, this uh, this Sunday. No, was it this Sunday? This Sunday, sixty-five ahead. You could call us here five one six seven eight three seven five hundred. Ruby will pick up, take your reservation. It's a great meal. We're gonna have a little bit of fun. It'll be socially distant, spaced out, everything like that. But five to eight p.m. Five to eight p.m. and the proceeds will go to Ryan's Carol's Kitchen, and then we're doing a fifty-fifty raffle, and those proceeds will go to the Barstool Fund. So, there's our first plug of the podcast. Many more to come, and then back to Ryan. <laughs> so going back to Ryan. So before Carol's Kitchen, before COVID, can you tell us a little bit more about your kind of journey and evolution as a chef? Where did it all start for you? Um, where did it start? So I'm from Sable, Long Island originally, and I grew up working in restaurants, uh, like fine dining restaurants, started as a dishwasher, then busboy, slowly made my way up, expediting, food running, doing prep, working the line, every station, you know, um, doing a little bit of everything. And which is the hardest. Yeah. Which is the hardest, like, position. Oh, which? Um, or the less thankless, maybe, you know. It depends. Dishwasher, probably. You probably get no credit there. It's tough. I mean... I don't know what's the hardest position. Probably like actually being a chef, like yeah. exact sous chef in a like really busy restaurant in New York City. Yeah. Like I've worked in a bunch of. I've been living in the city past seven years in the Hamptons, like working at some high end places, and it's like it is tough. Yeah. It is not easy, you know. Yeah, it looks stressful, and yeah. sh chefs are usually always angry. Yeah. You know, it said I was reading your bio. You went to the Culinary Institute. Like, if you're an aspiring chef, would you recommend that? Or do you think you learn more, like, hands-on working at a place? Because uh, I've heard some mixed reviews on it. It depends. I personally would say, yeah, go to go to school. And I would say go to CAA, the Culinary mm -hmm. of America, for sure. I mean, it lays a foundation down. Like, you start with a foundation, you know, and yeah. all that knowledge is still up here. So, like, when I go to do, like, you just learn so much, mm -hmm. especially that school. That school is... A very, it's a tough school yeah you know um but is it in the city or it's it? uh in hyde park upstate oh okay cool. yeah and it's really fuck really expensive <laughs> it's really fucking expensive yeah. i have a ton of student loans so um <laughs> but it's totally worth it and you learn a lot and the teachers the best chefs in the world go there Teach you know um, yeah, that culinary institute throw my man a scholarship <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> he's doing charity work now and what's the application process like is it do you have to have a certain level of experience before you can start you, or when i it? went you did now yeah. it's like uh, i don't think so 
<laughs> when I went, you did need some uh, experience for sure. Right. Which I think you should have experience before you go to culinary school so you know what you're getting into. Yeah, exactly. And what if you do get 100 grand in student loans? And you're like, oh, I don't want to cook anymore. Yeah. You and know? then how does, like, this is kind of going <laughs> on a tangent, but how does, like, culinary school work like that? And like is it, like, graded, you know? It's like military school. Yeah, CIA I know. Mil- I want to know about that. It's like a military school. Yeah. You have to have your chef whites bleached, uh, I'm <laughs> bleach pressed, he- neckerchief, toque. Like you, if you, if you don't dress, first of all, just like military, if you don't dress properly, not the teachers, the students would be like, why? You, what's wrong? Like, yo, fix your neckerchief, bro. Yeah. Like they'll call each other out. Like we would call each other out. Call, right. You know, and they call them shoemakers. Like that's what you call. Like, yeah. That's like a name for, um, I don't know. Somebody just not doing the right thing yeah in the kitchen in general like oh this guy's a shoemaker like he just sucks <laughs> you know you call him a shoemaker um but it was it was pretty tough i mean if so you have culinary fundamentals where you learn like soups uh stock sauces and then slowly plating di- um how to make just the foundations of stuff right. um the mother sauces things like that and then like um, your electives at college exactly <laughs> um but we also i also got my bachelor's degree in business so right. it's a full it's the same teachers actually a lot of them work at Marist as well because it's right across oh, the street cool, okay. oh. so regular business degree as well that's in the bachelor's though um, they send you on an externship for 18 weeks I did mine at the aqua grill on spring street <laughs> which was absolute hell <laughs> it was $300 a week to work like 80 hours commuting to the city too I actually lived with my brother at the time in Brooklyn oh, nice. but still yeah. it was like that was part that was the hardest thing I've done. Aqua Grill? Th- yeah, Aqua is Hell, yeah. Literally. <laughs> what kind of place is it? It was uh it's a uh oyster bar seafood restaurant. Yeah. Seafood. It it's it actually just closed because of COVID. Yeah. It was around for twenty five years. Wow. It's one of the it's an institution. They're all gonna close, it's crazy. Yeah. Do you did you get to pick like where you went for that or did you get placed? No, no, I uh, I gotta pick. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Good, yeah. And it sounds like you picked the wrong one. It was <laughs> a little too much. No, I mean I learned so much yeah. from there. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And it made me a great cook for sure. Yeah. I mean I feel like anything that you do that's really difficult like that, it mm-hmm. definitely pays off, which it totally did. I mm-hmm. mean, I can go cook in any kitchen I like I can just you know, and, and learn a station in literally mint, you know. Just right. from experience now, but yeah. So then you, so you get those fundamentals done, and then do you kind of narrow it down? Do you specialize, or yeah, kind of like a I could like, you can specialize. We, I'm sorry, you can specialize in wines. You, um, we specialize in anything really. Like from steaks there. or seafood. Yeah, or you can do culinary science and become a research, research and development chef for like, je- you know, Hershey's and jelly bean and anything. Right. There's so much, so many things to do. So that's why when I was graduate, or you can work front of the house, um, become a sommelier. You can do so many different things. So when I graduated, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Because yeah. I, lo- I, I grew up wor- doing both front of the house and back of the house, you know. Um, it, it does sound like you learn a lot, you know. Yeah, and there's really a lot more money in front of the house than there is back of the house for sure. <laughs> yeah. So when I graduated, l- some of my friends became like, um, you know, captains at like Danielle and Michelin Star restaurants. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, I'm making like 150k a year. I'm like. Pff- we're like 22 at the time and I, I'm just becoming like an AM sous chef making like 50 at most, Wow, you know, and it's like, what are the captains though? Like the uh, managers? They're no, oh no, they're servers. servers. The front oh. servers, they're like, they call them captains. Yeah. 
and then uh, you've like back servers and back waiters. It depends where it is, but yeah, some of those big time waiters. That's a legit career. <laughs> the yeah. b- the barista at Carbone makes like ninety k a year just to make cappuccinos. Wow. Yeah, it's, there's some good jobs out there. Don't tell Ruby that she's gonna leave moles. One vow to do. So I saw in your bio too. You worked at like STK and Catch, some of like really famous high end New York City places. I did. How was that? It was wild. Uh, STK Midtown. Mm-hmm. I was exec sous chef there when I was 23. That's great. So I was in the Hamptons. I worked for John George in the Hamptons, and I went to STK to be exec sous chef, which is like a ton of responsibility, especially for my maturity at the time. I mean, I was mature, and I graduated my bachelor's degree, this and that. But that was a real, you know, I mean, I learned so much just by working there. That what? place is so fucking busy. Really? Oh my SDK? god! Yeah, it's in the middle, right? All mm-hmm. the big banks are there. Yeah. So that's a place where people come. All the bankers and they have like their, their cards, cards, and they're yeah, like, yeah. "I need to spend this amount of money before the quarter's yeah, over, because yeah. it my business expenses it." Mm-hmm. So they're like, "Give me truffle swag, king crab, dredge, wa- I want wagyu and steaks, you know." And so and it's like <laughs> the amount what, of money. What's the biggest bill place. you ever saw oh there? Oh my god, I don't even know. Had to be a hundred grand at least, but yeah, easily, yeah, easily, right? We did the SNL parties where uh, they would buy out the, the whole restaurant uh-huh. and literally just throw the whole night after the SNL. They'd come there, and it it was like a, it was a ton of money. Wow, you know. I guess you met a lot of famous people. I met a ton of famous people. Who's the uh, nicest? Um, or a crazy story? Kristen Stewart, crazy story. Let's the girl hear from it. Twilight. You yeah, yeah. Is? the pale kind of girl. So. Yeah, yeah, she she was there with her girlfriend um, at the at one of the SNL parties. She was, I think, she was the host for SNL, mm-hmm. and everybody was fucking wasted. Yeah, I was wasted. <laughs> yeah. So at SDK, it's like they want the chefs to like interact with yeah. the guests usually, but during the SNL parties, they're like, yeah, we don't want it. But I was, I went upstairs and then I saw Keenan Thompson and I was like. He actually didn't want anything to do with me. Oh, Keenan, come on now. I know. I'm really. I was really <laughs> sad about that. But um, I met Melissa McCarthy, and she was like, "Can I?" Sh-? Well, she was like, "Do you have more of these little the little wagyu sliders? Uh-huh. Can I have more of these, please, Chef? How are you?" And I was like, "I was like, yeah, for sure." <laughs> and then and blah, blah blah, and then uh, she was like, "I saw the girl from Twilight," and she was like, "She was like, do you have anything uh vegan or vegetarian or something like that?" And I <laughs> was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like. <laughs> We didn't. I was like, but yeah. I can make something for you. So uh-huh. I went downstairs. I forget what I made though. It was, some, um, I don't remember what I made. Yeah. But I brought it back up to her, and she like, she was like, thank you so much. Uh, blah blah blah. blah. I start talking to her, and then we start taking shots, Casamigos, uh, together. <laughs> nice. I, I'll send you the picture. I got a picture of me and Melissa McCarthy too. Mm-hmm. She was fucking blackout wasted. Really? Yeah. Nice. I feel like her blackout looking for food is like her character. I hope she doesn't see this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Melissa McCarthy's <laughs> watching a Mulcahy's thing. She was scarfing down those little burgers all <laughs> night <laughs> long. That's like her That's characters. Awesome, yeah. yeah, for real. Good for her. No, but she was cool. She was definitely cool. Who? And who's who's the worst celebrity? <laughs> They're probably not watching either. The worst celebrity I ever met was. Uh, not even there. I would say, what's his name from uh, Jonah Hill? Really? Oh, God. I, because I, when I worked at, I worked in Soho for a while, mm-hmm. Girls in Soho, and then I worked at um, Sedell's, which is a brunch place, helped open that. Mm-hmm. They own a Carbone and Major Food Group. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I spent like three, four years in Soho, mm-hmm. and he lives right off Thompson Street, yeah. where I used to, where I used to work there and go hang out there at night, and I saw, I've, 
saw him over 30, 40 times, yeah. you know, and after a while, I just stopped approaching him because he'd be like, come on, bro, let me get a picture, please. Yeah. No, man, no. He was so, just like, I don't know. That's so not right. I know. He's at Bellato's a lot, too, so I guess he lives right over there. Yeah, yeah he's just not cool. To, I mean, I, I can understand. It's probably yeah. overwhelming to be, yeah. you know. He seems like a little shy, too, almost like. Yeah. <laughs> he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could say anything here. Yeah, I'm sorry, Joan Hill, if you ever watch this. Yeah. All right, but Melissa McCarthy was a good one. Yeah, she was cool. For real. What would you say is like the hardest part about working in like a high end place like that or the people, fast pace? I mean, dealing with people. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it depends on the culture of the restaurant. Um, when I was at Catch, <coughs> the, oh my god, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Actually, I don't even care. That was probably one of the worst jobs I ever had. Really? Yeah. yeah that was a bit. It's one of the busiest restaurants in in New York City. Yeah. They do How long were you there for? Uh, almost a year. Um, I was there before, um, right before Times Square edition. Okay. Um, because Catch is down on the piers, right? Cat, no, Catch is uh, yes, it's it's a meatpacking. Yes, it's yeah, a meatpacking. Yeah. It's r- that's where there's that's where all the celebrities go. Right. You know, and that just it's so intense. Yeah. Thirteen hundred covers, fourteen hundred covers a night. Wow. You know. Wow. And the line cooks were f- out of their fucking minds. <laughs> Fuck all of you if you see this. Yeah. <laughs> they were the worst. Oh yeah. my god. And the you're in charge savages. of them, right? They're yeah. like, yeah. It's li- it was like babysitting. It wasn't even like being a chef. And yeah. I, was like, I was like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, they were f- absolute savages. All those shows, all those places could have like a reality show, like Hell's oh Kitchen god, or something. Oh my god, yeah, but that place, especially, especially. Catch down by which one? <laughs> the one. It's a meat packing. Gotta check it out. It's good <laughs> food, and then it's like a good concept, and. You know, they just teamed up with um, the owner of the Timberwolves, who mm-hmm. owns, he owns, um, I forget what the food group food group is. He owns like 500 restaurants. Yeah, yeah. I uh, forgot his name. The one that owns Bubba Gump Shrimp. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's like a redneck kind of. Mark uh, Tillman, maybe? I forget. I think that's right, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> Have you uh, owned or worked at any places out on Long Island? Uh, I w- grew up working at Collins and Maine, which closed mm-hmm. and turned into CU-29, which closed and turned into Buterra's. I worked oh, in I the same Buterra's. building. But that was during 2008, mm-hmm. 2007, t- during that big recession yeah. right. from Bush. So a lot of restaurants closed. Yeah. Um, not that it was a bad restaurant, but yeah. CU-29 was just a pop-up. It was a really fancy pop-up. Mm-hmm. I worked with some really good chefs there. And then when I came home, I w- uh, linked up with B-Show 25 East and Blue Point, and that's where I ran Carol's Kitchen out of. But, um, so I ran Carol's Kitchen out of there, and then pretty much the deal was, um, they gave me 20% ownership to help save the place, because I was working on saving small business, mm-hmm. and I could still run my charity out of it and help it grow at the same time. Um, that worked for a while until the second wave of COVID hit, and I was like, it was at the point with the partners, it was like, um, we need to put money into this in order to keep it alive, Yeah, you know? And it's like, they... They all wanted out of the business mm-hmm. and that I want to keep doing stuff. Yeah. It just wasn't working out with them. So that's a good transition. So then you open, you uh, started leasing in Belmore, right? Carol's yeah. Kitchen. So, you know, that didn't work out with them. Um, And then I, I, I don't even know how I found that place. Yeah. It is, fu- it is an amazing kitchen. 3,000 square feet. It's like a freaking Home Depot of a kitchen. In Belmore. Yeah. I want to buy it one day. Hey, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, did Carol's Kitchen like get busier overnight, or did it just grow? Like, how that kind of proceed? Um, when we were in Blue Point, when we started feeding the hospitals and really interacting with the community, um, it blew up. Mm-hmm. Like we we were selling a ton of food, um, donating every single day. Yeah. Now we do like once or twice a week, mm-hmm. super organized, structured, trying to get more structure and sustainability. Mm-hmm. Four was just like give everything away and yeah. you know y- there needs to be some like a w- it needs to be ran like a business mm-hmm. non-profits you know it is a business yeah for sure um so you know now that we're back in belmore it's we're, we have kind of new clientele we're trying to keep this up the clientele this and that um but it did really blow up overnight yeah. and then especially all the, the the media and exposure the first round and then this past that last like last month we were on it was like Fox, Fox Five, and yeah. then CBS, NBC, News Twelve twice, yeah. new front page Newsday. That just it was just like all at once. Yeah. And then the phones didn't stop ringing. It. I have two phones now because this <laughs> phone doesn't stop. Um, still doesn't stop ringing, but yeah, nice. It's good. Yeah, getting on News Twelve on Long Island—that's the key, I think, because it's on in every office. It just uh, News Twelve is always on everywhere. I know. And that's where I saw you. Actually, my dad, you know, watches it. And he was like, tell me about you. And then we checked it out. So that's how we linked up. Yeah. So thanks, News 12. <laughs> yeah, News 12 is big. Thank you, Aaron Colton. Yeah, Aaron's you're awesome. You're the bomb. What would you think, uh, what's like the biggest, the, the hardest part about running Carol's Kitchen and a charity? Probably keeping the staff together. Yeah. I would say, you know, because um, you want to keep, I mean, the having the board members who aren't really paid is fine because, mm-hmm. you know, they're working regular jobs. Yeah. But keeping before we get grants you know yeah. we d- we're not even getting grants yet yeah we're getting some money from foundations but we rely on donations yeah so a lot of the chefs rely on getting <coughs> you know you gotta keep them you keep trying to keep them really mm-hmm. you know so down the line benefits things like that yeah you know so and if someone does want to get involved with carol's kitchen in that volunteer capacity what's the process for them they just go on our website carol's mm-hmm. and then hit volunteer and then uh, we send them send an email back. What's your availability? Set them up on the schedule. Right. And that's everything from chefs to delivery to... Yeah, even everything. just amateur cooks. Even just... We have house moms come over all the time and just yeah. come and cook some with us. We, we teach them and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So right. I should come and learn some things. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, delivery guys, anything you need, right? I know you have bakeries too. Yeah, I mean, we do... We do a little bit of everything. We have Carol's Catering, mm-hmm. so we, we do Carol's Clean Eats. Um, and then More by Murray is the uh, pastry desserts, custom cakes, things like that. And then, but that's that's our, for, it's not for-profit. That's, it is a not, it's still part of the non-profit. That's how we raise money to feed yeah. people. You or sell it to the public and the like half goes back to charity, stuff like that? Everything goes back into the charity, yeah. but we don't, it's, it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated, but it all goes to the right place. Promise. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> do right. you um do you see yourself going back now, or do you think it will be kind of a part of your life for at least you know the next few years? Do you see it as like a kind of COVID you know specific thing, and you'll get to a to meet to an end? Um, I'm always gonna have Carol's Kitchen. We're gonna yeah. g- we're in the middle of writing grants and a ton of grants, nice. and we're gonna have programs always going. Um to battle food insecurity to feed people in need so the program like elderly grandparent where we have a list of people in need um 
you know, just like once or twice a week, we'll bring 500 meals to the, just like pretty much a meals on wheels. But I think, but I'm also in the middle of opening um, a restaurant, um, a for-profit restaurant on the side. I can't really talk about exactly okay. what it is yet, but it's going to be around this we'll area. We'll let you know when it drops. Yeah, we'll let you know. It's going to be around this area. It's going to be absolutely fire. Stay tuned. Um, but I think that's where I want to go with my life is for-profit and non-profit. Right. You know, um, not have them mix or collide to yeah. hurt each other, but just I always want to be able to have Carol's Kitchen in order to help people. I don't want to, I don't just don't, you know, once you start helping people, you can't really stop. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get know? Nice for that. And you've done such a good job. It, it would be a shame for it to die out, you know? Yeah. But like you said, with money comes more people to help you and stuff like that. Yeah. So you might be able to keep it going for a while. I mean, a lot of chat, most of the charities don't do hot meals. There's not really a chat, you know, it's just meals on wheels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Long Island Harvest does boxes of food. Long Island Cares does canned food and dog food and boxes of yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. And it's like cooking. No, it's nothing against them. I love you, Paul and yeah. Allison. They're great. Mm -hmm. They feed millions of people. But it's like cook it yourself, and a lot of these people can't cook. Yeah. Yeah, your food. I mean, this guy worked at SDK and Catch, and now you're doing, you know, ch charity food's a bad word, but, like, it really is. It's, like, it's amazing food what you're doing yeah it, it looks great on the pictures you know we're well, talking to which so if people do want to get a taste even though we can't talk about the uh the restaurant as of this moment i guess the best thing for people to do would be to come down on sunday get a taste of uh ryan's cooking can you uh can you talk to us a little bit about that menu for sunday yeah um apps what is it the tricolor caesar salad it's like yeah. radicchio caesar salad um we have calamari which is really fire mm-hmm the breading alone, it's going to be one of the best calamari I've ever had. We got the secret breading mix that I've been working on for years. Nice. Um, I forget what's the other app. Brada. Brada Agrodolce. With Brada and Chipata, I think it <laughs> named it. And then Entrees uh, Bone and Short Ribs um, that are smoked and braised. They're, like, f absolutely fire. Yeah. They look um, amazing. Ravioli. Ravioli yeah, with shrimp and alavaca sauce. And then the salmon. Salmon over risotto, mushroom risotto. Nice. And then there's something This else. is not no ordinary charity. This is legit. This is... Yeah, I want to, like, change the way people think about charity food. Yeah, yeah. You know? Even just... I don't know. Like, not even the many that we're doing or yeah. selling food. Mm -hmm. Just, like, what we give people is totally different than, you know, people... I've... When we're going to get in contracts with a couple different organizations, and I was, like... They're like, this is what we're getting right now. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. literally like all canned, processed. It's like cafeteria food, met yeah. prison food mm -hmm. is what it is. It's like prison food. I've never been to prison, but it's yeah. what I assume <laughs> prison food looks like. Yeah. And then the desserts are by Mulder Alex Murray, Murray yeah. Got no you. relation to Tim. Great last name. <laughs> Great. But those desserts, she's, you see how thick I am? I gained, I was 175 when I came home. Yeah. And now I'm 243. Not all because of Chef Alex, <laughs> but yeah, you're, you know, I'm not sweating in the kitchen as much as I used to be. Well, yeah, working <laughs> in a New York City kitchen is a good workout, you know. That's yeah, for sure. What else? Um, so just to let people know as well, on Sunday you can make a reservation through Moles, and then you are going to pick your menu beforehand. So if you get a chance to check that out, it's on our Instagram. You can find it on our website now as well, and you get to pick three courses from a little bit of what Ryan just described. And then it'll be ready for you on Sunday with an open bar. Yeah. One thing, too, if someone you can't make it to this event or if they just want to help you out, if they watch this, they want to try your food, help you out, how do, 
How does it work? People like just order from your website? You want to? Yeah. So you go right to our website, carolskitchenli.org, and then you click on food court, and then um, you can click on Carol's Clean Eats. There's three different logos, Carol's Clean Eats, Carol's Catering, more by Murray. The mm -hmm. We only have the three right now. Yeah. Um, and then literally, if you go to Carol's Clean Eats, it just says first name, last name, how to order, shows the menu, and uh, it's it's pretty easy. It's yeah. yeah, it's super easy. You just place your order. And Clean Eats is like healthy and everything like yeah, that, right? Yeah, it's meal prep. We have vegan, keto, paleo, things like that. It's we sell a crap ton of those meals. Yeah. Um, and it's free delivery to people's house on Mondays. And just for like the you know, I know a lot of young people like that too, and getting the food, you know, like you know, healthy meals and stuff like that. Ryan's is actually good. Most places aren't good. You know, it's like sitting in the fridge and it gets all cold and crappy. Yeah. But I still get it every now and then. But yours looks great, so yeah. I'm gonna have to transition. Yeah. Trying to make healthy cool again. Yeah. For sure. Well, switch to uh, Long Island a little bit just to get to know you a little bit more. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite restaurant in Long Island? Because we like to keep this podcast a yeah, little local. Yeah, for sure. Yo, I really like Salumi. It's uh, so funny you say that because I've been dying to try it. Yeah. Oh, I love that place. Shout out Salumi. Love you guys. I oh. just It's just a great place. It's like tapas, right? Yeah, tapas. Yeah, they this pork, they make this pork belly sandwich on like chapata bread. It's got like a kimchi aioli and it is just, ap it's like an orgasm in your mouth every single time you take a bite. That, the... They do like charcuterie boards and stuff. Yeah, I, I went there the other night and I I live right around. That's the corner. where I saw it on Instagram. Yeah. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> it's so freaking good. On your Instagram. And but if uh, small batch by Tom Colicchio in Garden City is pretty fire. Nice. Really good actually. They got and it's beautiful. They have an open kitchen. Um, small batch. What was your favorite place in the city? Oh wow. That's, oh, tough. that's a tough one. Mm. It depends what. I used to go on adventures. I still do. Yeah. Um, with zero money, and I still do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like I can go. I uh, but I, I would go out eating with my friends. You know, go to flushing and do trips. Yeah. And eat on a for nothing, like under hundred bucks. You know, and eat like a king. And also, all my friends work in restaurants, and they're all chefs in restaurants. So it'd be like, I'd sit at the bar, get a drink, and they'd send me all the f yeah. you know everything for free. I don't know. That's a really tough question. Try this, try that kind of it's thing. It's yeah. There's so I that's a tough one. So um, we'll finish it up here. But uh, what advice would you give an inspiring chef or anyone who wants to open a charity? Um, that's kind of like a two-part. People that want to open a charity, yeah. I would say get a good accountant. Um, definitely get a good accountant. Use QuickBooks because keeping the money together is super important, um, especially at the end of the end of the year which we did really good job of. Thank you, Amanda. You're awesome. Um, and just uh, for charity, I'd say just like be real, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. like tell people what you want to do. If you want to, like, I want to feed people in need, just do it, Yeah. you know, and then don't worry about the money. It'll come. Yeah. Um, chefs, same thing, especially like young cooks. Um, I would, work at the best restaurant that you can go to and be the dumbest person in the room uh for sure and then that's how you grow and learn um and don't rush anything i rushed you know a sushi of a executive of 23 yeah you know it was great but um a part of me sometimes wishes you know I, that i took it slow but I, I had so much experience beforehand yeah. so I, you know whatever but uh take it slow go to school and just cook good food. Sounds like a plan. 
Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. One more <laughs> thing. Do you have a favorite thing to make? Um, it's a tough one too. Uh, it's like, what's your specialty question? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you, like, what are you? Yeah. Like, are you like a steak guy, a seafood guy, pot, like Italian pasta? Like, yeah, I I've worked in all different types of restaurant. You know, so I love cooking steak for sure. Um, I love Italian food. I love seafood. I don't know. So you're more right like now I'm into like barbecue, like smoking a barbecue. Yeah. I guess now I'm getting older. I'm turning into like a um dad a like dad. yeah. I'm gonna these check out my smoker. I'm gonna get New Balances. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta get the but dopey Nikes and New Balances. Exactly. <laughs> um, I got a Traeger smoker. Yeah. Pella smoker. I'm like obsessed with it. I mean, you throw anything on there, you cook it. You know, to 120 any piece of steak, it's phenomenal. Anything on there, yeah. it just tastes better. You're going full dad now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I teamed up with actually Mass Peak. Shout out to Andrew Breyer, uh, with from on Facebook, Mass Peak Pitmaster Dads. Uh-huh. And nice. uh we're doing a we did a fundraiser last month. They smoked like seventy racks of ribs for us. They were phenomenal. People were like, Oh my god, he's the best ribs. They were like I ate them. The one of the best ribs I ever had in my life. Nice. Um so we're doing an event March seventh at uh Saint Francis Church in Belmore and they're gonna smoke like a hundred racks of ribs. We're gonna sell them to people to the public and while giving food away to families in need. I'm gonna check wow. that out too. Yeah. It's a good charity to follow because you eat good if you go to your <laughs> events sure. and everything. And if you volunteer, you get free food. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last one. Um, if you could draw like a perfect picture of Carol's Kitchen and your career and you as a chef, like Ryan Carroll in 10, 15 years, what would that be? Um, I would say for profit, I own 15 restaurants. 15. Fast casual ones. Maybe a couple of fine dining, and then for charity, um, I want to change. I want to change the way that elderly and families need eat, and connect with the farms and have them eating great produce and vegetables, and not canned bullshit, and mm-hmm. you know canned soups, and move away from that and move towards organic and you know. Because people, people are old, they should be eating yeah. better foods, and they're and they're really not. Yeah. Um, and uh, having a ton of government grants in order to <laughs> able to do that. Yeah. You know, even yeah, just be able to end hunger on Long Island. That's great. In some way or not. Anything for you? No, get uh, get caught and us come down on Sunday. Yeah. See you Sunday.